Hello. Oh Hello. my god. Mike's fucking smooth now. Bonus episode. It's a bonus episode. We have a guest. It's a bonus episode. We have a guest. Guest, introduce yourself. Hi. What's your hi. Deal? Why are you here? Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Uh, hi, I'm Min. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I am a writer and I live in Paris, uh, but I am from the Paris of Appalachia, also known as Pittsburgh. And I bring you lovely people a wonderful story of uh, a local conspiracy Hell in my yes. hometown. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that yeah. both of our Philadelphians will be very normal about the city of Pittsburgh throughout <laughs> this. I just want to say, by way of starting off, that you catch me uh, this evening, uh, listeners, in a furious mood because for some reason I decided to become emotionally invested in who was going to win the Bundesliga. And I got really behind Borussia Dortmund. And as you may know, when I start oh. caring about a sports team, what happens is I curse them, they fuck up, I get my feelings hurt, I learn nothing from it, and I move on from another sports team. And Hell so yeah. I, I was all in on Borussia, and, and they fucked it. They fumbled the bag. They, they, they drew at like the last minute, like heroically, but it, it wasn't enough. And now Bayern Munich go on to their fucking 11th. Uh, title. So, I just want you to know if I seem ambiently furious, that's why. That's what's going on. Is I'm I'm furious at. I like the Bavaria. phrase ambiently furious. That's yeah, that's, that's yeah, how yeah. I would also describe I have myself. Like a sort of a high background level of fury. Yes. Hell yeah. Think think about uh, all the all the Bavarians who are happy today. Uh, no. I wish them no joy. <laughs> Fat, rosy cheeked lederhosen child clapping his like sticky chocolate gummed up hands together. Uh, Marcus Serder is laughing at me. I uh, <laughs> the best the best uh, sports shots, at least in my opinion, are the ones where it's like crying six year olds who are like really really mm. mad that like Northwestern is getting their shit kicked in by Illinois or whatever. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, right? When they show the shots of like defeated fans, when that's a team that I want to see lose, that's great. When it's a team I don't want to see lose, that that shit should be bad. Yeah, when I don't it's, like when it it's me all. and the birds lost the Super Bowl, right? I just like yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. go home. It should be able to film me crying specifically. Yeah, specifically. yeah, yeah exactly. I was doing this bit during the World Cup because they do this every time. Where I was like, uh, "Ah, oh, beautiful crying Brazilian women, uh, I, I can comfort you." Hello, ah, oh, beautiful crying <laughs> Italian women. You know, uh, so yeah, simply, beautiful... simply running, something running down the list of beautiful uh, sports fans to comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so beautiful crying Dortmund ladies. Uh, hi. My Hello. DMs are open. Hello, my name is Alice. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to commiserate with me about uh, about Mainz and about Bayern Munich, I'm I'm around. Well, at least Roz's mom is happy. Yeah, this she likes Bayern, right? Like, yeah, she does. Yes. I I, I just hi, Mrs. Rosniak. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be mean about a team that your mom likes. I just think they've they've been doing it for No, 10, we have not done years. nearly enough Roz's mom's bashing on this podcast. <laughs> eleven uh, years of uninterrupted dominance. It, they're it, real is good that as it turns enough? out. Is, it, is uh, that not enough for you people? They're the Lewis Hamilton of uh of, of soccer. Uh, Lewis Hamilton know. does it, it's cool. 
I don't know. I got bored after a while. I just stopped watching F1 because the same guy won every time. <laughs> well, it's, it's different now. Now you can see a different same guy win. Not, not, he's yeah, also exactly. A cunt. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, what I would do. Uh, the problem is that F1 is objectively the better television product, but NASCAR is way more fucking fun. Yes. Mm. I've actually never seen yeah. NASCAR. Come to America and we'll take you. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, do this bonus. I want to get drunk. Okay, yeah. What are we? What are we? Uh, what are we doing today? Well, we are doing the ghost bomber, the so-called ghost bomber of Pittsburgh. Ah, oh, fuck! We should have timed um, this for a Halloween is... episode. Pretend it's Halloween. Yeah, it's Ooh, that's, spooky. Those are ghost sounds. <laughs> Put on uh, the spooky sounds record. Yeah, <laughs> scary, scary, spooky ghost bombers. Wait, wait, wait hold on, hold on. Does, does this like fully not have a turret? Does it just have a hatch with a machine gun in the side where the guy's like hanging out, like the guy who like popped the door on that South Korean plane earlier? That's incredible. Oh, I, you know, yeah, these are pretty amazing. Like, they're the plane itself is pretty interesting like it can literally get like shot to hell and like stay in the air so um and yet this one this one did not this one notably did could not, not stay in the air and even instead a single came... ghost oh not not ghost rated <laughs> yeah instead came crashing down in uh the monongahela river um so speaking i guess of the mon should we get to our yeah, our first slide which is First, we want yeah, to ask ourselves, like, which is what is Pittsburgh? What is Pittsburgh? Now, originally, I noticed whoever put together the slide initially had some very offensive things <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> which one? I don't know you? who that was. Which one? <laughs> Show yourself. But I was not amused. I was not amused. I was like, no, no, we're not starting with with the controversy. We're going to start with how beautiful. <laughs> The city of Pittsburgh is located in Western Pennsylvania. Really enjoys yellow paint. Yeah, well, black and yellows are those are our, our colors. Yeah, most famous tourist can... attraction that's impossible to access on foot and doesn't go anywhere. The, uh, the it's a metaphor the for the city incline. itself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. First of all, there are multiple inclines, which we are this lovely yes. little red uh <laughs> contraption you see in the corner of the picture here. we've been drunk here They're a cute. lot of times <laughs> yeah. did you see the kids like taking the date pictures at the top of the at mount washington I, I you think know we that's, have done that and we walked by yeah. some sort of event maybe it was a wedding i don't know i'm, I'm right. just either yeah <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys go to D's six pack and dogs? That's the best, uh, the best thing to do. What at the top of the incline? I would say. I think it was pictures. <sighs> you missed out. They've got some really good hot dogs. Um, yeah. No. So let's see. Pittsburgh, Steel City, also known as the Gateway to the West, or it used to be. Um, it is the westernmost part of the East and the easternmost part of the West, at least according to us. Uh, and I will not be taking notes on that characterization. You guys in Philadelphia, you're very like fond of each other, as I understand it. Shit city for oh, shit yeah, people. Oh yeah, huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Philadelphia is a shit city for shit people. Um, That's right, baby. Never forget you know, it. You yeah. <laughs> know, That's why they're all a bunch of heathens. That's why you should come to Pittsburgh instead. People are friendly. 
we've got better food um you know maybe not more of a nightlife but that's okay who needs that You're anyway <laughs> i will say that we pay fucking new york prices now yeah and and, and yeah who, no pittsburgh is yeah who won the big battle at the railroad strike at pittsburgh not that's you right, it was philly <laughs> yeah well we did some real well, unethical shit to get you, there I was going to say, yeah, the fucking feds like came in and helped you guys out. So, well, no, it was, I don't it know. was our That's... feds. It was, it was the Philadelphia che- National yeah. Guard. Yeah, if you had cheating, you oh, had tried. Oh, okay. Yes, Philly, Philadelphia <laughs> did declare war on Pittsburgh once and won. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is factually true. Uh, horrible, horrible part of American history. One day we'll get you guys back. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh, we've got our own fighting spirit. We've had not one, but two whiskey rebellions. That's kind of cool. Um, that. That's cool. Yeah, we had a whole labor war, the the Battle of the Homestead. Several hundred people died. Um, <laughs> a great job was like the tourist guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of times that Pittsburgh has been down and out. But I think the important part of the story is that we always get back up again, you know, and that's real heartwarming. That's that's the true American story right there mm. is we might lose, but, you know, we do. With dignity. Many, many people died. So put that on the side. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, we're like also a, home like to a, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's like a city in Russia, is, you know, in uh, in in like World War Two, you know, here's where. 100,000 people died um, to claim two inches of land. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here, yes. here is Pittsgrad. Yes. Pittsgrad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, well, and, you didn't know. it used to be pronounced Pittsburgh as well? Like, didn't you take a while to figure out well, the Berg part of Pittsburgh? Well, I don't know if it was ever pronounced Pittsburgh, but um, there we've gone back and forth on whether or not it ends in an H. Like initially it was Pittsburgh with an H and then it didn't have an H for a little while for a couple of years. But then we we brought the H back. Okay. Um, and I do know an old Scottish guy who does still to this day pronounce it Pittsburgh. So but he's Scottish. I'm also so I'm like, on the Wikipedia page for Pittsburgh right now. So I'm, I'm learning in front of you. And I, let me just say, first of all, you got a cop ass flag. Like, yeah, remarkably <laughs> so. <laughs> I think it looks cool though. I mean, it is cop ass looking, but it is cool looking. No, I mean, Philadelphia, I Philadelphia's flag and seal and everything says one thing, which is bell. Whereas Pittsburgh says uh, you are under arrest. Some kind of <laughs> some kind of Bavarian police department. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I don't think there was a lot of German immigrants in Pittsburgh until, like, the 19th century, but it is possible. I mean, you know. Well, I oh, well, so this, the city was, like, French and then sort of English, and they fought back and forth over the land for a while. Actually, this land right here that we can see in this picture, this is the point, which is the confluence of the three rivers. Um, the Monongahela, the Allegheny, and the Ohio. Two rivers becoming and... another river does not make it three rivers. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't make the rules. Take it up with the river geographers, okay? Right. It's three I think rivers. That, that is three it's, rivers, it's objectively a... speaking. Yeah, that they're three different rivers. No. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's two Thank rivers. You. It's one river, actually. No rivers. I put they put There's the dams the, up. Yeah, it's yeah, just a series of lakes. This is shop. 
That's, there's, okay, just, now that there's, is just something, there's just something about it of like the two plus like objectively it makes sense right oh, of course three rivers like the two become a third river but i'm just like shouldn't it just be one river like it fucks with my head in a way <laughs> I, I i'm just amazed really as, a, as a piece of like dredging as a piece of traffic engineering the fact that you managed to make the confluence of three rivers look like a freeway exit is incredible <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a fourth river to the yuckagani but that's a little bit like further i guess up river um I, 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 yeah, by, so this is like the only Liam, by your logic land. all three of these rivers are the mississippi river yes 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 yes, <laughs> yes. yes. three mississippis yep, okay that's it. yep <laughs> i'll buy that <laughs> According to Liam, all rivers are the Mississippi River. <laughs> except, for mean, the, except for the Susquehanna, over which I alone have sovereign. Yeah, Glasgow, <laughs> Glasgow has two rivers, uh, the Mississippi and the Susquehanna. Uh, this makes sense. <laughs> how, how, how would you then handle something like where Don't the Mississippi River splits into two rivers? Uh, Mississippi I wouldn't, I wouldn't A Mississippi it. B. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. It's it's still just Mississippi the Mississippi Ross. Mississippi two. Mississippi yeah, they're Junior. all the Mississippi Ross. Yeah, maybe it alternates. And some days it's the Mississippi River, and other days it's the what's it called the, the Mississippi the State Atchita River, and the, River. <laughs> and the Ole Miss River. Yeah, <laughs> the Ole Miss oh, River. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like sort of racist, but everyone's kind of okay with it for some reason. Please do not look um, at Colonel Sam. Please ignore uh, Colonel Reb. <laughs> Colonel Reb. Please ignore Colonel Reb. Get that off. Get that off the t-shirts. Although, didn't they like slightly rebrand? Oh, they're the Rebel like, Black Bears now. Yeah, but they still call themselves the yeah. Rebels. Yeah, amazing. No notes. I actually, I briefly like lived outside Oxford, Mississippi, and. Uh, yeah, they didn't. There's the literally the whole town is built around a confed a statue of a Confederate general. I just, I just general. want you to know. Like, there's only. It doesn't impress me hmm. calling your college towns Oxford or Cambridge. They specifically <laughs> right. named it that because they founded it before the the site for the university had been chosen. So they specifically named the town Oxford in order to attract the state university there. Simps. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> We, just, we have a uh, it's not pathetic college. it works <laughs> state college just fucking name it what it is <laughs> yeah, <Bion fan. laughs> um mrs Rothniak. what else was i gonna say about pittsburgh oh oh so the city the point this is the point we can see in this picture which is where the three rivers not all of them being the mississippi but in fact being different rivers uh, comes together and that's like some of the only flat land in the city and then the rest of the city is built up along the hillsides around it and um, that's why we have inclines and stairs for streets and all kinds of fun stuff and lots of bridges more bridges than um, any other city in the world as far as I'm aware and the worst goddamn so. freeway driving you ever did see in your life uh, just, just throw the fucking steering wheel out the window it does not matter you'll get there or you won't that is not in your hands anymore yeah and you're fully taking your life in your hand when you're like heading towards the tunnels as well like that interchange like you're just like this is it this is this is like this is the end for me. yeah 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 i yeah i was i was uh you know i've been disappointed by all the uh autonomous car companies relocating to pittsburgh uh but we have not yet had a single report of an autonomous car throwing itself down a stair street. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> I do feel like, so like Pittsburgh's the kind of place where like to go straight on a road, you sometimes have to do like a three point turn 
um, and then like, you know, go up like on a gravel like side of the road and then sort of keep going. And I think it's really impressive that the autonomous car companies were like, we're going to start on extremely hard level, but they must <laughs> they must the just city? not go. And like, why? Coal <laughs> miners. Well, um, yeah, well, so originally it was like, it was French and then it was British and they were fighting over the point. They built a fort there and it was important because this was like the, the place where you could transport like goods further West basically. Mm. So it was like a critical location, especially, and it was like where the French and Indian war was fought basically over this land. Um, but the British won eventually. Um, and so in 1764, it was basically fully established as like, this is British land at this point. What the hell would they have called it had it been, had the French won, you know? Duquesne. Well, that's the a good question. The would just be called Duquesne. Duquesne, yeah, probably, Duquesne, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's also like a YouTube series, but like, it's sort of like by Justin's Wario, about a sort of alternate yeah. history, French <laughs> colonized <laughs> Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd watch that. I'd watch the fuck out of that. Steven Gerrard becomes I mean, Emperor God. <laughs> I will say, like, it has led to some incredible place names in the area. Like, there's a town called North Versailles, which, you yes, know, that is, is how, it's pronounced. how we say Versailles. Yeah, that is how it's pronounced, which is how you say Versailles in, you know, Yenzer, which is great. Um, there's also Presqu'Isle, or Presqu'Isle, which is how you say Presqu'Isle in uh, Yenzer. So yeah, you still have some French like place names um, around, but it was British. And then, you know, they found all these like natural resources there. Um, yeah, coal, as well as other like, uh, like slate and other sort of like useful things. And so that it became like a place of industry, basically. And then from that point, immigrants from all over the world, or all over Europe, I should say, came to Pittsburgh. So it from the earliest, like, from the very beginning was relatively, you know, diverse, sort of nationally speaking. Like, you had people, different languages, you got, different you have, cultures. You have, like, all human was... experiences here. You got Poles. You got Slovaks. Yes. You got yes. Czechs. Yeah, Croatians. Yeah. Czechs, um, yeah. Yeah, Irish, um, Italian. Also, woo! And so, oh, like, one, one of the woo, things, the as, like, the city... <laughs> like as the city grew like basically it was sort of like each little hilltop became its own sort of ethnic enclave and then also in the factories the the different like sort of divisions of the factories were divided a lot by ethnicity so like you had like the irish were like the managers and then you would have like i don't know like the poles polish people would work like in the furnaces and then you would have you know so like everything was kind of like segregated in that way in these like little ethnic enclaves so like a good example of this is polish hill which is a hill where the polish people lived and that's where andy warhol is from huh. um and so for like a long time like those neighborhoods like would have basically only spoken you know more or less like like whatever their native language was whether it was like you know croatian or slovenian yeah, and then you you, you also like go together down to the steel mill where you sort of like do backbreaking <laughs> labor and like at least one of you gets like yeah. drowned in molten steel or whatever yes <laughs> yeah you go and watch your yeah. terrible football team uh and then uh, <laughs> steelers are well, pretty were, i don't good. know if there was a football team yeah the steelers are the most they're the best 
like NFL team in history, basically. Right. One yeah, more no, Super Bowls. If, 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 They've won if more Super wants... Bowls than any other team. No, they haven't. They're tied. <laughs> yep. Okay. With the, with the with the awesome and and delightful New England Patriots, and this is when I unzip my mm. skin and go full Belichick defense. <laughs> if anything, if anything, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are underrated as a duo. <laughs> uh... You're not chasing. You're not winning. Wow. That's right. That's yeah, yeah. Deflategate. Um, I All will NFL say, quarterbacks like, the... do it, and you know it. I I, I, I can <laughs> say though, I hate the Steelers logo. Like it, it, to me, it's just steel logo. why? Because it, because it like it's the steel logo. Yeah, exactly. I hate it. Like why? Why would you just use a corporate industry logo instead of like a cool eagle? That they're in the sky. You can just draw one. Like it's it's easy to do that instead of just coming off of some guy's drafting table for U.S. Steel. I don't think well, they can use cool. an eagle because there's already a franchise with an eagle. That's true. Yeah. To, in the state of Pennsylvania. They were combined at one point, uh, I believe during World War II, 1943, Briefly. the Steagles. Steagles, yeah. That happened. <laughs> famously famously drafted uh, financial regulations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the glass Steagles. The glass Steagles, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's not, not a atrocious. very convincing O line, but I like that joke. I'm, so, I'm sorry I said a gay of birds. Uh... <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals well, I would are like right to point there. Out that, like, it's not even like that there's like a lot of eagles in Philadelphia, though. Like, at least the Steelers logo is related to something that the city actually accomplished. Oh, sorry. Ours, you're right. And, ours like... was uh, predicated on a new deal program. Sorry for bailing America out. No, our bad. You're right. <laughs> oh, sorry for building America. Like, where do you like? Yeah. Sorry. How, is, like, is the tallest they're... building in, in your shitty city or our shitty city? Oh, it's in ours. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I would just like to point out that basically for until, you know, the Chinese steel boom, almost anything, most things built out of steel in the United States, that steel came from Pittsburgh, or at least like the Mon Valley. So, you know, you're welcome, America. Um, Actually, there's a really funny story of in Minneapolis, I used to live in Minneapolis, and uh, they wanted to build a bridge using uh, Carnegie Steel, and they contracted with the Carnegie Steel Company to build this, this bridge in Minneapolis. Um, I think it was like an uptown area and literally the Carnegie Steel Company just dumped like just gave them like hundreds of tons of steel beams and like a 200 page instruction manual and we're like good luck (laughs) (laughs) figure it out and I think that's how hard can it be yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) good luck guys all of this is to ask and I put in the next slide what is what is What's Pittsburgh now? What's it for now? Now that no one builds anything out of steel, everything's renderite. It's all apps now. U- UPMC. <laughs> it's just for UPMC. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's where yeah. you go. It's yeah. where you go to see buses in comical situations. Yes, <laughs> we do have a lot of sinkholes. Yeah. Um, that is a fun thing about Pittsburgh. Uh, and this was my favorite sinkhole moment. I think was this bus getting caught in here we also had a bridge fall down and then joe biden had to come and promise that he was going to make the bridge go back up there was a bus that That was was dangling off the side of that too (laughs) yeah 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 they rescued it. They rescued this bus too. They were both rescued. I like how this so looks like it's like worried about the bus rearing up from the sinkhole in order to like <laughs> bus coming out of its sinkhole to shame Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> also, what the fuck is this? Oh, this is the, I just I just googled I... Steelers football, and the first result mm-hmm. I found was uh, this this uh, Snapchat from Heinz Field, where it says, "I've never been happier." Dude pooped his pants and is washing them in the sink. Steeler football is back. Washing them. Wash them out. I want to point out that it says washing them out in the sink, which is uh, how you would write it in Pittsburghese, um, because in Pittsburgh there they, there is its own like dialect and. Yeah, like, we, sort yeah. of accent. It's, it's real. It's a really fucked uh, up way to speak. I will not. It's not. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it comes from. It comes from the very first, you know, Scotch Irish oh, immigrants who came over, and um, it's also got a little bit of Southern in it. And uh, you know, there's a there's its own. We've got our own sort of vocabulary for things. And ah is you know. So if you were to read this in Yenzerby, I've never been happier. He pooped his pants and is washing washing them out in the sink. Stiller football is back, baby. <laughs> How does that not make you want to kill yourself? <laughs> I think it's beautiful. To me, it sounds like home. Doesn't it warm your heart? No. <laughs> and I'm from the. I'm, it just ain't got no sense of humor. I'm, That's what it I'm is. From this, and I'm from the fucked up part of Pennsylvania where we get. St- we get half Pittsburgh, half Philly, half Baltimore. I know that's three halves, just like there's three rivers somehow. It's <laughs> like, you ever I heard the know. word Rutchen? If I say Rutchen, do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, what the fuck? I don't think I've ever heard that's of Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah, that's real fucked up. Okay, moving on. Let me ask you a question, yeah, Men. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Men. How many yeah. kinds of chicken pot pie are there? <laughs> there is a correct How answer. How many kinds? There of- is a correct answer. How many kinds of chicken pot pie are there? Like, I don't know. Two? Yes, it is two. Because, yeah, because yeah, there's the fucked up Amish chicken pot pie, which is just soup. Yeah. And then there's actual <laughs> chicken pot pie. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure we all knew there's that there were two food. kinds of chicken pot pie. I really, what is, I, I don't want to try it, but I do want to see it. The fucked up Amish pot pie that is basically soup. It's just soup. Amish. There's also um, just soup. <laughs> oh wow, that what really is, is that just Amish? soup. I told you. It's just when soup. do you get it's off fun. calling that a pie? Uh, the Amish, they, you know, you you hit enough animals, and you get to rename shit whatever you want. But but it's not a pie because it doesn't have any pastry. Like I you know, I know. This is what I had to endure for eighteen years. <sighs> yeah, Amish foods were like. Pennsylvania Dutch food's real weird. I don't, I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but anytime I've, like, you ever heard of Scrapple? Yes, I don't know if yeah, you've we, ever heard we of do Scrapple out here, on yes. a podcast. Yeah, that's distressing, I find. <laughs> There's some, it's not my thing. Shoe fly pie, what if we just molasses? Fuck you. Yes. I think yeah, it's... I will hmm. say one... We should have a meetup yeah. at, at Shady Maple, Roz. Oh, no. Oh, okay. All right, I'll just go fuck <laughs> no, myself. I, I, it it's 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 fun to go there once and then once you've gone you never have to go again i i have to make my pilgrimage it's like getting maple donuts man i just sort of avert my eyes and order two dozen donuts and hope nobody notices me (laughs) one thing i will say about like the amish like in western pennsylvania and stuff is like it is kind of wild. You know, I used to live near the hospital um, in, in Pittsburgh, or one of the big hospitals in Pittsburgh, the Children's Hospital. And there would just be like Amish dudes like out like smoking a pipe in their suspenders. And it was like kind of a hipster neighborhood, but they were like fully out hipstering the hipsters. <laughs> and I respect them so much for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't smell amazing, though. If you've ever been on a train, if you ever if you ever end up on a train car with a bunch of Amish, 
Uh, we know we know Justin's prejudice against. I have prejudice against the Amish. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't know about no, this. Those. Is the, this what is, is the one what? the one group against whom Justin is racist. Uh, yeah, exactly. God's not real. Buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so what you're saying is you're cool with the Mennonites because they will drive. Oh, yeah, Mennonites are fine. <laughs> Mennonites are fine. Yeah, you you have like that that Amazing. toxic car culture in one respect only, and it's seeing yes. a guy with like a chin strap beard like driving a horse and buggy, and it just infuriates you. Um, we should maybe go to the next slide. Yeah, I, I also I skipped want to out comment. The, the I, one I... the one thing that people in Pittsburgh do that I want to draw out: shit in the basement. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, so. It's just, yeah. I mean, so I will say, like, people I know who still have this quote-unquote Pittsburgh toilet by this usually have built, like, you know, walls around them at this point. No, no, for the no, record. I don't, okay. I don't believe you. I think, you, I think you're just <laughs> shitting in, like, a wide-open, like, hundred, like 360-degree sightline, shitting in the <laughs> middle of your basement. And I don't understand. It. This and is what's sick. your problem with it? Well... This is a sick society, man. You can't fucking do that. You work in the mines, you get dirty, you get covered in in God knows what, and you deserve to come back and take a nice hot steamer, stare your family in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Crowd your family into the basement. (laughs) Make Lyndon Johnson look like a pussy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say it is kind of because of the mines and stuff and then still work because basically like you would be really dirty and you wouldn't want to track all of that, you know, schmutz through the house. And so you would go in through the basement and then you could have like you could wash up. I I, I get that. I get having like a a boot room. I get having a basement. I get having like a basin in there. The toilet Mm. aspect of it. Yeah. (laughs) So another another theory as to why these exist is that they would sort of if there was a sewage backup, the sewage would cor- pour out of the toilet into the basement as opposed to in the main living area. Oh, you have that a is another sacrificial theory. toilet? That's yes. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say Pittsburgh has, like, a lot of, like, because all the houses are built, like, into the sides of hills, like, there's mudslides and flooding, and, you know, it can get a little apocalyptic sometimes but it's a beautiful place and everyone should go visit and it's i don't want this to like place. turn anybody everyone off. should go visit <laughs> the, the slide here is of a, a toilet in an unfinished concrete basement yeah. i'm i'm just imagining you could get a really bad backup because let's say the sewage backs up at the top of the escarpment and you're at a house at the bottom you've got 80 or 90 feet of a uh, head on that on that sewage backup that's going to blast out of your toilet. Then... <laughs> oh, yes. Straight through straight through the roof of the house. Oh, <laughs> God. I like it. I shudder to think if that's ever actually. I'm sure it has. It must have happened at some point. That's terrifying to think about. I'm going to have nightmares about that good, now. Good idea, to, good idea to live on the top of the hill. You avoid problems like yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it was kind of like that, where like, you know, wealthier people like would live um, on the higher ground, basically, more or less. Um, so you have like Highland Park, which is on high land and is you know a little less prone to flooding, um, and those are slightly nicer houses. Yeah, it's so you fancy. Know. You don't even need a basement toilet. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't need uh, one. Wait, hold on. You I just think want one. You deserve one, Alice. Mm. <laughs> I really, I really you, don't. You deserve to have Chris stare you in the face as he takes a nice warm steamer. Horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. You, you, you dropped out a bit on the Zencaster, but I think that's probably fine so long as your local's still okay, going. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just want to make sure because I was getting a little notification. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so um, there was something else I was going to say about Pittsburgh. Oh, I will say that, like, it kind of has, you know, a bad rap for being kind of dirty and polluted, which you can sort of see in this in the next slide. Um but it's cleaned up a lot since. Oh, ew. Since, ew. <laughs> but it's cleaned up a lot. Oh yeah, that is a oh, back that's in the day. Beautiful color. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the most overcast cities uh, in the United States. I think they get like it, it typically holds a record for like fewest days of sunshine a year. Um, Why is the river <laughs> greasy? <laughs> but it's cleaner than it used to be. Um, it doesn't look that no, bad it's not Come like on. this isn't cleveland like it's not yeah. this isn't the guy Hugo or whatever it's not gonna catch on fire so it's got a, it's got a sheen it's, it's got like a sheen on it right it's a, this is just what a river looks like when it has yeah. sediment in it because it's raining yeah. it's just like a <laughs> this is it's normal a very like um I saw one of the divers describe it as like brown water. It's just because it's like an old river and it's very silty bottom. So it does look quite brown, but it's not it's not as dirty as it used to be. Like my math teacher once told us a story about how when he was a kid, he used to have to like sweep the uh, like steps every single day because of how dirty and polluted it was. Um, and like that is not the case anymore. So, you know, we have that going for us. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, uh, there's some old pictures out there of like one of the old uh, the old Wabash Bridge over the Monongahela, and there's like uh, 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 you know you can barely you can't even see the other end of this relatively short bridge for all the smog from all the mills. Yeah, yeah. I actually have actually maybe I'll grab it. Hold on, I have like a little poem that I that I found from an old newspaper in like 1914 about this. Wait, hold on, I'm just gonna grab it like really quickly. The 17th most polluted river in the country, according to the EPA. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, that's not even not even top 10, you know? <laughs> what's, the, what's the most polluted river? It's the uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm just defaulting uh, to the Cuyahoga. It's probably not most the Cuyahoga. The they lost river. so much industry. Yeah, it used to be, maybe. But... All right, so I... That's the Ohio, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, well that's 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 that is in Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. 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 Um okay, so here's Yeah, it probably doesn't get really polluted until like uh the Kana joins it or something, you know? Yeah. So okay, so here's here's this poem. It's from nineteen oh seven that I bought because I thought it was hilarious. It's a, it's just called Pittsburgh. It says, Here's to Grim Pittsburgh, the city of smoke, where the sky's but a memory and sunshine a joke. Where the incense of stogies perfumeth the air, but in spite of her faults, we all love to be there. And on this edition that I've purchased, somebody in pencil has inserted the word don't between all and love. So it says we all don't love to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but that was 1907. It's much nicer now. Um, <laughs> just for the record. Um, 
And I don't know. Hold on. My internet keeps like dropping out. So I'm going to try and reset and. Uh... One thing that's fun about Pittsburgh uh, is just the weird railroad infrastructure they built there. Oh, it's like, fun what, to see what... Norfolk Southern trains go overhead. You're just. Well, I mentioned that. Uh, walk uh, to the museum. The old Wabash Bridge before, um, you know, the, the Wabash Railroad came into Pittsburgh very aggressively. Uh, because rather than everyone else is like going to snake around, you know, these river valleys and stuff, the fuck Wabash you. was like, fuck <laughs> you. They built a tunnel to a bridge to a tunnel. Uh, and then, and then the actual train station was like elevated, like five stories above ground, right near point state park. <laughs> Just like absolute sort of like hostility to topography, Hello. you know? Okay. Yes. That's what um, you need when you're engineering stuff in and around Pittsburgh. No, we can hear you. Can, men, can you hear us? Oh, God. Uh, boy. Hello. Sorry if I men. broke things. Men. 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 Yeah. Men. 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 Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. We're just good. Getting, We're good just getting to continue to, to the next yeah. slide, perhaps. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Slide on over. We march through the fucking uh, the slideshow. There we go. I love that right. this is just Min's adamant defense of Pittsburgh and, and me just trying to take the <laughs> cheapest shots I can muster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not going to win, though, because it is an incredible city it, and it has so much. Uh, I love Pittsburgh. Yeah. I sincerely love Pittsburgh. I have had a blast every time I've been there. Yeah. And I put these in here because we were talking about so World War Two or whatever was what the thing said. So I was <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally I, I put in the slides. It's World War Two or whatever, thinking that you would fill in more, and you did not fill did. in more. So the slides just say it's World War Two. No, or I did fill in okay, more. So there was this Hitler guy, right? <laughs> he was a bad egg. Yeah. Well, I just thought. <laughs> yeah, the Hitler Hitler was pretty bad, so we decided to fight him, and America and Germany fought, and America won. Yeah, uh, true. Bad enough. <laughs> ask, ask no further questions. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I was watching a, a Raymond Chandler adaptation before this, and literally the newsstand guy turns to the, to Philip Marlowe and he says, "What about this this Hitler guy? Huh? Seems like a bad 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 guy. He just invaded Russia." <laughs> like. Like amazing. Uh, see how well that goes. Yeah. It's always a great idea. Well, yeah, Philip Marlowe's like, so did Napoleon. <laughs> I love the film noir Heinz sign so much. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it looks sick. Oh yeah, this is like you're charging your Heinz level. <laughs> That's false advertising. That ketchup's never gonna come out of that glass bottle that easy. There's a trick to it. There's a trick to it. You have to tap it really firmly on the neck, and then it will it will come out. <laughs> that that is fake. That does not work. The only thing that consistently works is to stick a goddamn knife in there and just like scrape the ketchup out yourself. Well, there's that too. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> maybe you're just not tapping firmly enough. You ever think about that? It was it was it was a grim time before they invented the squeezy bottle. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, Pittsburgh is the home of Heinz uh, products, Heinz ketchup. And this is a, actually a really cool neon sign um, that does sort of 
fill or like empty out and then fill back up and you can see it from the most beautiful baseball park in the world pnc park which is gorgeous let's go bucks um and so the reason i put this on the world war ii slide is because pittsburgh made really important contributions to the war effort in world war ii um because of the steel mills and all the industry and everything um so uh including building planes which is what we can see in this picture on the left um building the wings for gliders um also uh more military uh, equipment especially torpedoes uh, and tanks were built in pittsburgh um and then food canning was an important part of the war effort as well so heinz was obviously really important in all of that so i think sometimes when we're when people talk about the history of Pittsburgh, they sort of overlook, you know, especially in this World War II era, they sort of overlook uh, the military importance of it. Um, and that becomes especially important uh, when we think about, surprisingly, perhaps the Manhattan Project. Next slide. <laughs> the, the Pittsburgh Project. The Pits <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think not a lot of people realize that um, their Pittsburgh played in engineers in Pittsburgh played an important role in the Manhattan Project, and specifically, um, they were charged with designing the trigger for the atomic bomb. So the trigger would that would start the chain reaction, um, causing you know the bomb to explode basically. So that was designed um, or engineered in Pittsburgh, and a lot of the sort of not the big nuclear tests, but sort of the the smaller laboratory tests were done. Um, just outside the city. And to this day, Pittsburgh, um, in the Pittsburgh area, they still do a lot of nuclear, um, you know, work now. It's more with like submarines. Um, but the first commercial nuclear power plant um, was started just outside Pittsburgh um, in the 50s as well. So it has this sort of long nuclear history of nuclear power and uh, weaponry. So I think that's, That'll become important when we talk about like sort of conspiracy theories around what happened to the plane. Um, oh, hell yeah. But I just think it's something that people kind of overlook um, when thinking about sort of the role that Pittsburgh, uh, the engineers and, and science in Pittsburgh played in the war. Yeah, I thought it was weird that they gave everybody in Oppenheimer a really like thick Pittsburgh accent, <laughs> but, you know. There's a, there's a great picture um, online of the reactor for the shipping port plant being delivered and uh oh actually i found it here and uh it has it's being delivered on a steam train oh, yes i've seen that picture yeah. it's so good <laughs> it, 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 pressure vessels helping pressure vessels you know like, yes this is it's cross fuel solidarity yeah incredible <laughs> that's so great yeah i mean hell yeah why is it so purple Good question. <laughs> that's the I don't radiation. know. Yeah, that's what I was you gonna know. say. It's probably the radiation. radiation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, sort of relatedly, so Pittsburgh, we don't have. There's not like an, an a full Air Force base, but there's a reserve Air Force base located at the International Airport, um, and that's also um, allegedly where the first Civil Air Patrol um, was started. So, um, and whenever I hear Civil Air Patrol, I always think of Lee Harvey Oswald. So I just put that in there too. <laughs> yeah, because you, you are a conspiracy theorist. I say this with love. I... You, 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 so you, you find these little connections and you're like, oh, by the way, do you know that Lee Harvey Oswald once took a shit in the basement <laughs> toilet? And I'm like, 
<laughs> no. Okay, but I will. But, but Lee Harvey Oswald was in the New Orleans Civil Air Patrol. Um. Sure. sure. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's, you know. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a sus organization. It's a sus organization. Um, and the first one was established in Pittsburgh. So there you have it. Um, and I included another picture. Into being <laughs> yeah. Did we lose Liam? Did we? Liam. Liam. Um, I was muted. I was taking a big sip of sparkly water. I okay, thought you were just want... gonna saying you were gonna you were taking a big shit in the basement <laughs> toilet. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, what I do is I, I get all the McGraths in the room with me and I say, now watch this. And my butthole opens up like some sort of whirlpool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Amazing. I, I like the idea of them bringing in witnesses like for an execution on death row, but to see you take a shit in the basement. I wish toilet. they would, Alice. I wish they would. I would I would drop, I would drop. A, 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 I, I like I just a, a, it would be a broken arrow. <laughs> now watch this drive. <laughs> Incredible. Um, I also in- forty five minutes in. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Was Big poop. Out. Sanderson. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, You're doing great. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, I also included another. Oh, I just oh, yeah. want to dispute something you said a little earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I appreciate God. you. Thank you for being a guest. But uh, yo, fuck fuck the pirates. How dare you? What? What What do you like? Also, uh, the PNC you, Park is the most beautiful. I've never been to Fenway. My name, my name is Min. Look at me. <laughs> it's true. I haven't been to Fenway. You, got, you, you do have me there. But um, no. Why I mean, would I you think not it's... come to CBP where you can have a, a beautiful view of New Jersey and also the parking lots? <laughs> <laughs> I do love a nice parking lot. I, it's true. Um, no, my dream would be to be one of those people to, who gets to sit in a kayak in the in like the mon or whatever, like during the ball game in the during the Pittsburgh Pirates games and tries to catch a fly ball. That would be that would be really fun. I think one day to do that. <laughs> we all have dreams. Okay. Dead. Oh. Gone. Hundred percent. Just dead. Gone. Jesus. What happened? I, you uh, guys, the Civil Air Patrol. Got can you him. two hear me still? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. He was uh, unfortunately blown away by Liam's remarks on baseball field. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh <laughs> toilets. Uh, shit. Okay. Um... Hello. Back. Hey. Hello again. Oh, can hello. you hear Back us? Again. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't no, know. No, no, that's okay. okay. It's okay. Zencaster is very temperamental, so. It's it's okay. more likely uh, not your fault. It's probably the fault of the product we pay good mo- good money for. Yeah, okay. that, yeah. that always sucks <laughs> and breaks. Cool, cool. Okay, yeah, because my I put in my uh, my good internet cable. So I don't know. Okay. Well, that will do it. I've I've had that happen too because then Zencaster just doesn't know what to do. Mm. I've had it like switch. I've had it like switch audio fi- interfaces on me too, just at random. Oh, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. It's but, really all right, bad. All right, all right. We're completely dependent. We, on we 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 move on. We, we move on. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's go. Hurry up. Okay. So let's see. I put in a picture uh, on the left here of the airplane that we are talking about today, which is the um. Oh, next, the, you gotta go to the next slide. Oh yeah. Which is the B twenty. Mitchell Bomber. Um, I love these things. I think they're really, really pretty. I think they're really elegant looking. Yeah. Especially in the like bare aluminum. I love that, you know? the, that tail yeah. fin. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Use the tail fins. Small. They're wee. You know, like you're not talking about your like you know B twenty nines or whatever. Like it's, 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 it's a smaller like sort of light bomber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little guy. Just a little guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're also kind of like they're they're supposed to be sort of easy to fly. So um the first one built in 1940, the last one was retired in 1979. Um so yeah, you just never really... get rid of this shit, do you? You no. just keep it around mm-hmm. for like yeah. 30 years. Well, and a lot of them got like sold so like a bunch of them got sold to like the Soviet Union um during the Lend Lease program. Um, a bunch of them got sold to like the Philippines. Um, so they, they were like sort of used internationally for a long time after we stopped using them in the United States. Um, and they were, yeah, so they were used in every theater in World War II. Um, and like I said, they were sort of like these like very reliable airplanes. Um, they could fly well on one engine. So if one engine went out, you could relatively easily, um, still, you know, land. They were, um, very sturdy. Like you said, they can get shot to all hell uh, and still fly. Um, there was one I saw that had gotten shot, like, I can't remember, but it was like some, you know, like 46 times or something and was like still in the air. Um, so yeah, they're, they're like flying around over Pittsburgh. People are throwing batteries up out there. Like, <laughs> no, that's a Philadelphia. That's a yeah, Philadelphia that's thing. That's that's yeah, yeah, we're more civilized than that. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you take a shit in the basement about it? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're surviving the like Philadelphia anti-air of like thrown nine volt batteries. Yeah, that's their what is it, Iron Dome? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia Star Wars. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So after World War II, there were still a couple hundred of these B twenty five still in service. Um, they were used for training, reconnaissance, transport. Um, the one we're going to be talking about today um, was, you know, obviously was still being used for training and transport missions, um, but it was due to be taken out of service in 18 months. So um, from when it crashed. So just something to keep in mind as we go through sort of what happened. Um, and Pittsburgh is, you know, it is a well, it's not a big city, but it is a city, but still like something, something like an airplane, something like an airplane, you know, crash landing in the river was big news. Um, and so it obviously made the headline the next day. So that's what we can see here from the venerable Pittsburgh Post-Gazette support to the striking workers there. Um, they've been on strike for, um, I don't know exactly how many weeks, but like maybe a couple months at this point. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, they got bought by this insane right wing family um, that hasn't given Wait, them a fair contract. Happening. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> happening to every single around. local newspaper. Yeah. 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 And I mean, the blocks are like especially crazy, though. Like the owner like was drunk and like brought his young daughter into the newsroom and then like proceeded to like berate the reporters and like. Um, was eventually had to be like escorted out. I mean, it, it's just it's a it's a nightmare scenario. That's anyway, weird. It's just a weird, weird thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I encourage you to go read that story because it is crazy and also give some money to the strike and uh, strike fund. Um, so Pittsburgh Post Gazette B twenty five crashes in river here. Two missing, four rescued. 
Um, so if we want to go to the next slide. I've got a little um, diagram that the Post-Gazette put together. And a um, date. Uh-oh. And a date. Yes. So oh. January 31st, 1956. Um, so here's the story. There is uh, Major William Dotson and a crew Adventure of five. Dotson car brand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that's spelled with an A, though, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. It's D-A-C-S-U-N. <laughs> okay, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, so this is William Major William Dotson, D-O-T-S-O-N, and his five crews um, were on a, quote-unquote, routine training flight uh, from Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada <gasps> to Olmsted Air Force Base in Harrisburg. And basically, the plan was they were going to pick up um, airplane parts at Olmsted and then drop off two passengers at Andrews Air Force Base in Maryland. You gotta, you gotta do some like post-war Air Force shit where you're just kind of like fucking around, uh, fly, yeah. fly the plane, yeah. get up there and you get up there and do something, you know, <laughs> look busy. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and I mean, I, I wonder too, like, you know, were they just trying to see, like, make sure that the plane was sort of still, you know, in good condition and like could still make these sorts of trips? You know what I mean? Like, because mm. this was such a nothing plan. I don't know. Yeah, um, you, just gotta, just you, mostly... just gotta, you just gotta fly it every once in a while to make sure it still works. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just mostly what the order. Air Force does most of the time with most of the planes, is just get up there and just fuck around, you know? Yeah. So I, I, just I don't want you lazing yeah. around here, just fucking fly the plane. We're not paying you to sit around. Yeah. Look yeah. busy. Look busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this, this feels very, like, make work kind of stuff to me, mm -hmm. like, you know. So, so the, they, so they take off from Nellis Air Force Base, um, and then they they stop at Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma, um, and I'm gonna kind of get in some numbers here. So when they land in Oklahoma, they refuel to 975 gallons of fuel. Um, the only thing I will say about that that's a little weird is that like in the official report for this. Everything's typewritten except for that number of 975, which is handwritten in the report. Um, so mm, I don't know, maybe curious. just I just thought it was a little I mean, it maybe doesn't mean anything. I just thought it was a little mm. like weird. I don't know. Um, but at any rate, it says that they added 560 gallons of fuel at Tinker. So and then they land at Selfridge Air Force Base uh, around one o'clock, 1300 hours. And at that point, they determine that they've, oh, Selfridge is in um, Michigan. So at that point, they see that they've got 375 gallons of fuel remaining, which they calculate is enough for three hours of flight. And Olmstead is only an hour and 45 minutes away. So, margin. yeah, so they're like, okay, we're quick guys. Like, we don't need to refuel any further. Um. Although I will say, I don't think they refueled there, but I don't actually know because like the report is like redacted, basically. Mm. Um, like Interesting. That whole part. The identity of the innocent like refueling <laughs> guy. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I mean, why uh, it's like incidentally, that's a cover up, but it's like perfectly orthogonal to this. It's like, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't refuel at Selfridge. And then the redacted bit is where we keep the aliens. 
<laughs> well, it's the interesting you mentioned involved, aliens. just like you know. It's interesting you mentioned aliens because that will come back later. Um, oh god! You have to protect the identity of Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do wonder if it's not like a sort of like CYA thing where it's like, yeah, maybe it is. Like they were supposed to refuel there and they didn't, and or you know, who knows? Like I have no idea. But anyway, I don't think they did um, because they were only there for about an hour and a half. So they took off um, around 2.45, 2.45 um, in the afternoon. This is the other thing that's happening like in the middle of the day. So 2.45 in the afternoon, they leave Michigan. And it's a totally uneventful flight until they reach Butler, uh, Butler County, which is um, 75, 17 miles northeast of Pittsburgh. So in the little handy diagram that the Post-Gazette made, you can see on the flight path um i don't know how you can like indicate but i hear a really like ghostly liam yeah i was i took i took the mic off so i could talk to corinne for a second sorry i i I just i just heard like she she wanted me to know that she was going outside i don't Hmm. well and now all of us know it and it's recorded yeah yeah, now everyone knows that corinne's outside yeah i was about to say it's dangerous out there it is. It is. <laughs> you never know. Why would you? St- Why would you go out there? There are bombers dropping into the river out there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so the the plane gets to Butler County, and um, then all of a sudden, and this is from the report: "quote An obvious and unusual decrease in the fuel indication on all tanks was noted." Um, Shit. that's not what you, that's not what you want. <laughs> uh, that's, that's not good. Cause you need the plane juice to keep the plane in the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. You need that. Yeah. Um, and so at that point they've got 120 gallons of fuel in the aircraft. Um, so at, uh, four o'clock, 1600 hours. So the plane is heading to Harrisburg, but they're like, we're not going to make it to Harrisburg. Like by the time they get to Indiana County, they're like, there's no way. So they request to the air tower to land at Pittsburgh airport and the plane starts to land at that point all the fuel tanks are empty um and they're yeah they're basically running on fumes (laughs) um oh good yeah (laughs) yeah well it makes the airplane lighter it means it can go farther saves weight baby (laughs) yeah 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 No, one thing I do think is kind of interesting. I mean, I, they didn't ever find the plane, so we don't actually know. But it is kind of interesting to think about, like, what, how, like, how is it that all of the fuel tanks just emptied out? Like, one of the fucking aliens just went down the side with a screwdriver at this yeah. one Air Force base in Michigan, <laughs> just like popped every single one of the fuel tanks. So I believe when they're sabotaging airplanes, they prefer to be called gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so at this point, the wing fuel tanks are empty. Um, so they signal the tower again. They're like, we're not going to make it to Pittsburgh International, or I guess it was just Pittsburgh Airport at the time. So, um, they're going to land at the Allegheny County Airport, or they, they're going to attempt to land at the Allegheny County Airport. Nine minutes later, though, both engines have failed. Um, and they are basically totally out of fuel. So they're at 3,000 feet. And Major Dawson issues a Mayday signal. So at this point, they're flying over like housing, like like 
you know, residential areas. Um, yeah. Dudes are taking yeah. shits in their basements down there. Yeah. <laughs> Dudes are taking shit in the cockpit right now. <laughs> yeah, for real. Seriously. Well, interestingly enough, this is actually not Major Dodson's first crash landing. Um, he had also done a, a successful crash landing um, during World War II. So he had some experience, I guess, in this. Hmm. Uh, I, I like sort of post-war like 40s and 50s America because like every dude over the age of like 18 had seen the worst shit they'd ever seen in their lives and was like already like this isn't shit to me I don't give yeah. a fuck about <laughs> anything that's happening right now <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean and this is kind of incredible what he does here so uh, or I, I, I thought I think it's kind of impressive so issues a made a signal um, and he basically says that he's going to try and crash land in the river. Um, and he says he later in interviews, it. he like, he, like yeah. he fucking does the thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and he fully says in an interview later, he's like, I didn't want to land like in a residential area because like I didn't want any injuries. Like, so I did. I made the decision that we're going to land in the Mon. Uh, the Mon is what people in Pittsburgh call the Monongahela. They just call it the Mon. Um, so kind of so he flies basically like I want to say like thirty feet. It was some very narrow amount over the homestead Do not bridge. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> just like oh, I can see that guy shitting in his toilet prepare. Well, you know, like, really resurfaces the road surface. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of amazing. There was actually a Pittsburgh Press reporter who was on the bridge at the time that the plane is coming over. And he's like, I could see the pilot. The reporter later says, like, I could see the pilot from my car, <laughs> like, which is amazing. I mean, probably not true, but like, you know, whatever. Um, I, I, I believe it. Shitting and pissing and white knuckling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crying. I mean, this is, a, this is the thing about this story that I love so much is that it becomes like instantly a subject of like folk legend and so like every guy you know in the tri-county area has like a story about what happened to this airplane you know and they're all mostly bullshit which is great i love it um so in this case so the pilot he's coming in he comes over the homestead what's now called the homestead grace bridge used to be called the homestead high level bridge he um you know, just clears it basically, and then he crash lands um, by the Glenwood Bridge. And um, I love this quote. This is from Plane and Pilot magazine. It says Major Dodson perfectly executed a downstream water landing. Apparently, he barely made a splash, so he fully sullied it. Yes, a hundred percent. Incredible um, work, you know. Damn. Yeah, for him, man. Yeah, no, killing people. <laughs> yeah well exactly i mean like if he'd landed like in a residential area it could have been really bad yeah he's, he, but Although, he's, he's like I, I i've got i've had german shooting at me i've had philadelphians throwing batteries at me this ain't shit yeah. no yeah. the shit is in the basement alice yeah please, please, please keep up um, <laughs> so um keep in mind this is like the middle of the day so like there's just like people out like watching this like you know what i mean like can you imagine you're like going to the giant eagle or whatever and like there's fully just like a plane crashing in the river i mean that would be the highlight of my year basically um and so all of the passengers evacuate successfully without injury and according to the official report um quote all six persons could swim so the major commands them to stay close to the plane um, and like 
try and grab onto any debris they can to float. Two of the passengers do not listen. They tried to make it to the um, to the shore, um, and they both they drowned. Ah, oh, they, so, they panicked. Uh, they panicked. Yeah, yeah. they, 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 they do the poorly. Titanic thing of like letting go of the thing. You know, right. never let go, Jack. No, yeah, never. You don't. You don't want to do it. You know. I mean, this was January, so January thirty first. So the river, the water was really cold. It was thirty five degrees. Um. But it wasn't moving that fast. It was moving about eight to ten knots. Um, so I mean, that's not like nothing, but it's not that fast. Um, oh, yeah, and this is a big like shipping river too. You know, rescue is not exactly that far away. Um, no, no, they were almost immediately rescued, basically. Um, so the the well, from those two guys, we're going to swim for it immediately drowns. <laughs> Don't yeah. simply do not. Yeah. Yeah, if they had stayed, if they had stayed with the the plane, they probably would have survived. Unfortunately, I, I accidentally got the fucking like GTA Vice City drowning response, where I'm like, I step yeah. off the thing immediately dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was hard to render water back in 2006. You know, <laughs> amazing. Um, that's such a specific uh, notion of drowning, Alice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, you, you have the like canned animation for it, where like the arm goes up. Yeah, of course. You, you come into contact with that dangerous chemical, dihydrogen monoxide. <laughs> no, too, your children could be next. Yeah. No. Are <laughs> your children drinking water? Are <laughs> the children? Yeah, yeah. Well, that explains a lot about why Alice, you're so reluctant. You only drink Iron Brew. And That's are reluctant right. to yeah. ever drink water. Yeah. But right, as a Pittsburgh, you should love this because it's made of girders. Yeah. <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, right. Okay. Plane crashes into the river. Everyone evacuates. Two people try and make a swim for it. They drown. Um, but the other four, the captain and the other three passengers, were rescued. Um, the plane drifts about a mile downriver and then, um, you know, collapsed, like capsizes. Uh, and then Major Dodson and Airman Smith were recovered one and a half to two miles from the crash site. So that kind of gives you a sense of like how quickly or I should say how slowly the river was moving. Yeah, it's, just, um, it's, it's a raft at this point. You like sort of ride your cool B-25 raft for like a mile. <laughs> And then a guy on a boat with the weirdest accent you've ever heard comes to pick you up. <laughs> hey, Yin's guys in for a swim out there. <laughs> Come on, let's get it. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get you back to shore. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, so that's that's exactly what happened. Um, so the next day, um, I guess we can go to the next slide here. Um, so um, I'm going to get to this guy, Johnny Evans, in a minute. He's incredible um but so so the the people are rescued the plane itself um has capsized into the, the river the air force is like we're gonna find it tomorrow though like fuck yeah. doing anything today yeah and i think that's really interesting because like remember this was the middle of the afternoon so like you know by the time the rescue operation was over it was like evening it was like you know relatively early evening like around six seven o'clock so, but they were just like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna look for it tonight. We'll start tomorrow morning. It's January, so, sure days, you know. 
Yeah, yeah I, I guess. Um, so I will say, so the Mon is about 20, 25 feet deep, depending on where you are in the river. Um, and the plain is about 15 feet high. So in theory, it would have only been about five to 10 feet underwater um, is, the, is the notion, meaning that it should be pretty easy. And it's a pretty big airplane. So, I mean, it's not enormous. Um, but you know, it, you, you it gotta is... find it because it's an obstruction to navigation. Yeah, <laughs> right. And like it's right. a pretty right. like well-traveled river too. Like yeah, yeah, it's a working river. Actually, the the Pittsburgh City Paper has a barge um, barge watch where it rates the different barges that go down the river. And I that's magnificent. Argument. Yeah, it's Ooh, great. I like it. <laughs> that's that's real journalism. <laughs> Yeah, so follow Pittsburgh City Paper to keep an update on Barge Watch. Um, so in theory, it should be pretty easy to find this airplane because it should only be about five feet underwater. Um, hmm. So the next morning, and yeah, like Alice, you pointed out, like they don't do anything that night. Um, but the Air Force also wants to get the plane back to find out what happened, like why there was this malfunction. Um I will say, I guess I, I didn't mention this earlier, but when they landed to refuel in um, Oklahoma, they did um, replace the landing gear. There was a malfunction with the landing gear, um, huh. but I don't think that would have had anything to do with the fuel lines or anything like that. Yeah, they put an alien in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. If it's, yeah. if it's sabotaging a plane, it's a gremlin. gremlin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. they put a gremlin in there. Yes. Um. So, so the next morning, um, the Coast Guard cutter, the Forsythia, I don't know how you say that. Is that how you say that? Forsythia? Forsythia? I, I guess so. I, don't know. I think so. Forsythia is the plan. They, they, they ran out of good names because like World War II had just happened. They had done all of the like good names and then they so, like were really getting into the dregs and they were like, yeah, it's a kind of hedge or whatever. <laughs> go, go, go serve on yeah. that. Fuck you. <laughs> um... So the next morning, they've got the Coast Guard out there um, looking for this plane. They thought they had a wing of it, um, like in their grappling hook, um, but it slipped off and sunk back into the river before they could pull it out. Um, and uh, that's they they, they kind... did one of those like claw games and they fucked it up. You know, it slipped out <laughs> of the thing. Yeah, literally. Why, why is it's it's a, it's a river? Why is it why is it the Coast Guard? Oh, well, that's a good question. I didn't even. I mean, I, I know that they done for River Guard. Yeah, yeah, I was I about mean, to say, you know, that the Russians have a whole ass river navy, you know, and here we are mm -hmm. using our Coast Guard for that purpose. I, uh, we're love, behind. I love in Paris, the Paris river cops are my favorite. And I go, I take it for work. I take a boat ride um, past their their police station on the river a lot. And it's amazing. They're always in these little rubber dinghies and it's great. With like I a just, 50 cal mounted to them. That's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> It's you know, incredible. Out of, yeah. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, Damn, you're very quiet. Oh, sorry. I was, oh, I was away from the mic. That's my fault. That's my fault. Right. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't sorry, know. It's sexual to not have to hold the mic. Mm. I'm just, now I'm, now I'm very intimate with the mic. Oh, essential. Oh, wow. Essential. wow. Hey, guys. Uh, all right. So, plane go down, plane go in river. Where plane go? Right, where no plane, one plane go? No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> so yeah, so the Coast Guard, they're out there, they're looking. The Air Force also, this, I, this is what I was going to say, the Air Force wants to get it back to find out like what happened to the fuel 
like why why did the fuel line or why did the fuel tanks empty so um you know unexpectedly so um and they also had like divers out there they were dredging the river trying to find this airplane um and they they searched until february 16th so about um two weeks of search um yeah again dredging divers the air force reports that they spent fifteen thousand dollars on the search um and that's like 15 trillion dollars now too (laughs) yeah Yeah. i didn't do the math on that but whatever fifteen thousand is in 1956 dollars or 58 dollars it's a lot Um, you gotta think like the search area isn't too big you know it's like the river's less than a thousand feet wide you know (laughs) this should be relatively easy to find yeah i mean that's kind of the crazy part about it is like it's a pretty big airplane and a pretty small river and a heavily trafficked river and no no single piece of debris from the plane was ever found um in april they did that's crazy though to be fair yeah right (laughs) it is a little yeah i get not finding the whole plane but like not finding any of it in a river in like a small river (laughs) river where it's barely submerged right i think we fully just lost men again i think we Uh, might have yeah He was um, taken away by uh, Secret Service for uh, exposing this mystery. Yeah, we were getting like too close to the truth. Getting too close know? to the truth. Yeah. Executed by Howard Hughes. Or that be that would be CIA, I guess, not not Secret Service. I guess, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what government agency takes sort of like responsibility for a fully just red. Uh, now yellow for me. Now green for me. Min may have to. May have Hello. to. Hello. Hi again. Welcome back. Thank you. The CIA CIA got you. Government agency killed you. Snatched you up. Yeah. It was the CIA, obviously. Um, Okay. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, they they didn't find anything, and this is my favorite part. In 1958, this guy John Evans gets sold the salvage rights, um, and and this is he is the first of many guys who will spend the next several decades after this crash trying to find this airplane um, without success. Um, John Evans, just just some guy. Uh, and I want to read you a little story just about guys him. Guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes. He's incredible. Okay. So I, I'm going to read you about this. Uh, <laughs> he says, this is from a, a newspaper clipping uh, from the Post-Gazette. His name, Johnny Evans of Elizabeth. Uh, Evans, formerly assistant sales manager for the Duquesne Brewing Company, got involved in the search <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> oh, I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, so good. He said he bought the plane for a buck. He used to sell beer to the Air Force at the Greater Pittsburgh International Airport. According to him, he and the base commander were sitting over a few drafts of beer one day when the subject of the plane came up. The commander bemoaned that the plane was messing up bookkeeping. Because of military red tape, the plane couldn't just be written off the records. It had to be sold, but no one would buy a missing aircraft. I'll buy it, Evans told the commander as he laid a good faith $1 bill on the table. The commander... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the commander took him up on the offer. He drew a contract for a $10 sale, the lowest price the Air Force would accept for the plane. Quote, I never paid really the other nickel, nine dollars. Guy about a plate. Right, exactly. This plane. <laughs> <laughs> you fucks. Shit, <laughs> motherfucker. He won't give the Air Force the other nine dollars for this plane. That's funny, I'm going to try and do this in accent. There's some guy in accounting who's had, this has been a horrible headache for him ever since. <laughs> he Can't said, account for those nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I guess I still owe it to the government. But it was all a joke, he said. What do I need a B-25 for? I could have bought 25 of them after the war for $300. (laughs) Really sort of hinting at a great sort of like post-war Russia sell-off of military hardware there, you know? Never know when you're going to need one. Yeah. Mm. Neighbors won't stop bugging you about the... Yeah. Neighbors won't stop bugging you about the length of your grass. Problem solved. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have air what superiority. If, what, if, what if none of us had yards? <laughs> yeah. um, that's how you. That's how you teach the uh, homeowners association a lesson: is if you have air superiority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worry that like some some guys in Fairfax would get some really troubling ideas if that if that mm. became a thing. Look, um, you don't you don't have to shoot anyone. You just have to have the bomber sort of loitering around the office right. for a while, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, amazing! Um, yeah, so here's a picture we have here of Johnny Evans with his houseboat, um, and every He's so often the houseboat guy, because of course, yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. incredible hat as well. I think it should be mm-hmm. noted. Um, oh yeah. And, yeah, and so he says he still looks for it from time to time whenever scuba divers bug him to help pick a likely diving spot. So, there. <laughs> but, he, but he never found it either. Like No. It, it's still yeah. there. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so so let's so what probably happened? Um the the sort of like, you know, uh, the least exciting version of the story, shall we say, is um, so the, the plane was too big to go through the, the dam downriver without being noticed, right? Um, yeah. Like somebody would have noticed like a whole ass airplane. Um, so the most likely situation is that, so like I mentioned before, the bottom of the river is really silty. Um, and so what's most likely is that it just got covered up by the silt at the bottom of the river. Um, a theory there, there's a group of guys who I'll get into in a minute called the B25 recovery group. Um, and they pointed out group of guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. These are some powerful guys as well. Um, but so there was an open gravel pit. Um, basically this is amazing. There were some things called gravel pirates that operated in the river uh, <laughs> yeah they would illegally dredge the bottom of the river this is still a thing okay uh, people steal stands from jersey beaches all the time oh they sure do <laughs> <laughs> that is so redneck oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah gravel so though like a gravel heist <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. So apparently these gravel pirates were known to operate um, 
uh, by birds landing, which um, actually, if you want to go back to the previous slide, I think it's marked on one of these maps here. Um, yeah, see so uh, where it says suspected site. So yeah. that that's that's uh, by birds landing, and and there was like a gravel, a sort of known gravel pit there. So the thinking is that that the the plane kind of got swallowed up into this gravel, this illegal gravel pit, um, and that's why it was never found. Um, I don't know. What do you what do you guys think about that theory? Nope. Sure, yeah, I buy it. Special <laughs> narrative if, fan. If they were still if they were still pirating gravel from there, presumably they would have picked up pieces of the plane when they went to get the gravel. You know. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably so. But the then other would, would you tell anyone and then incriminate your own gravel piracy? My, my gravel <laughs> theft. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, what were you doing? What were you doing dredging the river down here, anyways? You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be fined by the government for the cost of the aggregate. I recovered seventeen dollars <laughs> well, like, for five hundred like, tons. <laughs> yeah, like nine of that's going to like make the air force whole on their B twenty five. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what I was just gonna say. That nine dollars. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other sort of factor here is like the river is really polluted. Um, so the aluminum probably has you know, pretty quickly, probably, like, rusted away or corroded away. Oh, it's, it's, it's soup um, now. Yeah, that's... Right, yeah. Sure. But there's steel components of it, like the engines and the landing gear that would have been... that would have endured um, longer, and none of those were ever found either. And also, I, I really, think it's worth... Hmm. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I think it's worthwhile remembering that Major Dodson did a textbook water landing, and so it wasn't like the plane broke up on that much on impact no it's fine it's it barely, still down there yeah, yeah it barely made a scratch or right. barely, barely made a splash so like i don't know i i Fuck really up. enjoy you have a quote here from the the b52 uh, b25 recovery group uh yeah. the, the the guys the lads uh have the head guy at the post gazette <laughs> Cut us a check and we'll be out there tomorrow," said group member <laughs> Matt Punzak, forty-four, a Washington D.C. information consultant. I'm an information consultant. Hold on, hold on, man. Uh, I know, I know. There's some really great quotes in this. Like, yeah, he says, "Right now, we've got nobody willing to support us. At this point, we'd like to conclude this thing. Money's the big driver." Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this group is incredible. We've got John Aldrich, a professor from Minneapolis, Steve Byers, a South Hills businessman <laughs> who runs a computer company called Senex, and Bob Shema of the North Hills, a water quality expert and project manager. Just like a bunch of sort of like older, like <laughs> suburban guys getting together to be like, we're going to find that fucking bomber. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I love that. They've, for they, they've done, they've done what has eluded so many uh, middle-aged guys, which is find a reason to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> More power to them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're probably still looking, but so that's they, that's the like reasonable set of narratives. Yeah, fuck so all that shit. <laughs> okay so let's go yeah next slide please let's, let's get let's get unreasonable yeah, let's, let's get, get extremely unreasonable <laughs> so 
the Senex website had this incredible quote that said, the story makes for interesting listening. Good speculation can be heard in any one of Homestead's small bars for the price of a beer. And so, like I said, this has become a bit of like stuff of legend. Uh, it cost you his... $2 this episode. You don't even, you, you <laughs> saved the rest of the price of a beer. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You're welcome. Uh, uh, you can get a you can beer, get a beer for one dollar in Pittsburgh fairly easily. Yes, mm. you can. Yeah. You can also yeah, still smoke that. in some bars in Pittsburgh because, again, we are civilized people. Um, yes. Yeah, incredible. Um, so yeah, so some theories. So basically, the big the big sort of picture like conspiracy theory around this is that, like Alice mentioned, they didn't start the search. For the downed aircraft until the next morning and so as the story goes the plane crashes into the river this is what i heard like when i was you know in high school from like some guy at the bar probably right um the story i heard um was that the plane goes into the river and that night around midnight the military sometimes it's the military sometimes it's the fbi whatever they block off access to the riverbank around there, and the they hire these truckers to you know they they fish they fish the plane out of the river. They cut it up into parts on the riverbank, and then they drive it out of there like under the cover of night. Um, and you know multiple people saw this, and like you know in 1975, like a truck driver came forward to say that like. He had been paid um, by the government to drive parts of this aircraft to one of the Nike missile sites. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason that this all this like cover up, and that's the reason they never found the plane during the official search is because like. Magnificent. The, there was like top secret military um and why because it had like some precious cargo so what is this precious cargo you might ask well aliens aliens aliens, aliens. So, aliens. if you will recall the plane started in nevada oh and shit that's where the aliens are yeah that's yeah. where the aliens are and so as the story well, goes the plane had parts of like ufos in it oh of course yeah <laughs> instantly instantly ready to believe this so this is just transporting the aliens the aliens aren't sabotaging the plane so no. they're still no, aliens and not gremlins no this is this is sort of like the first the first sort of like alien focused engineering disaster in the to them it's just a regular ass passenger flight that is, just <laughs> like, is a plane crash yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, to be clear, it wasn't aliens themselves. It was parts of UFOs. This is the story. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. A okay. little fact check on that one. <laughs> the big, big, big crate that says UFO parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's from the same warehouse where they put the Ark of the Covenant um, in Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's the ir mm. irony that, you know, they, they were carrying an anti-gravity device when they crashed the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, so that's one theory. Another theory. So there were there was an extra parachute on board the aircraft, allegedly. And like there was one more parachute than there were passengers. I guess there were seven parachutes and six, six crew, passenger and crew. 
And so the the rumor is that the seventh passenger was like a Soviet spy, which is why I have included what? this hilarious picture of a Soviet spy from Canadian television. Um, that's this guy in the, in the, yeah, it's this guy in the, what, the white sheet over his head, Igor Guzenko. Oh my God. Yeah. Sure, why not? Um, why not? Um, it's, it's an aesthetic, you know? I'm trying to be inconspicuous by posing as a Klansman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he he'll right never suspect that was like a Soviet. Don't worry about this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, some say it was a Soviet spy. Others say it was um, Howard Hughes. So that's why I've included a picture of Howard, Howard Hughes, Hughes just here. Howard up to shit. I believe this 100%. <laughs> yeah, why not? The way of the future. Um, and then the sort of the, the, the argument that has, like, the most currency is that it had some sort of, like, nuclear or chemical weapons, which is why I mentioned the Manhattan Project stuff earlier, like, because Pittsburgh had been the site of nuclear um, munitions testing um, and was the site of the first um, commercial nuclear power plant in the United States, um, there was there was a rumor that the, the, the plane had some sort of nuclear material, and that's why it had to be secretly um, uh, taken out of the river without causing a panic. They didn't want to. They didn't See, want th to this one. Panic. I don't believe because the Air Force doesn't give a shit. They'll just leave it there. Like they they dropped <laughs> a nuclear bomb into a field in South Carolina, I think, and all they did was fence it off and be like, "Hey, don't don't dig in that field." Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Well, well they, in, in fairness, they couldn't find that one either. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because um about them just like not really giving a fuck because um. I don't know if you guys have heard, have you guys done or heard of the Apollo affair? Anything about this? No, uh, I do not know. Okay, so this is another sort of like Pittsburgh kind of history. Um, so in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, there's a there's a place called Apollo, Pittsburgh, and that's where there was um, a nuclear uh, generator where, um, let's see, what's the exact amount? Yeah, two to 600 pounds of highly enriched uranium went missing. And oh, good. seems bad. <laughs> That's not good. Suspicious yeah. that it had gone to Israel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but like kind of the, the conventional narrative around this is that the that enriched uranium just like basically like leached into the earth and was just like lost, like sort of in the environment of Apollo of Apollo, Pennsylvania. Um, and I think now it is a designated super fun site. Um, because yeah, they started, they started looking into how much nuclear contamination there was. And there was like way more than they thought that there was going to be. And it had just been like sitting there since, you know, probably the sixties or whatever. Um, so to your point about them, just not really caring about nuclear waste. I think that that is accurate. <laughs> um, but strongly recommend looking at the Apollo affair is a really interesting, uh, interesting story in, in, in its own right. Um, uh, yeah, or or chemical weapons um, as well. So, um, yeah, so these are kind of like the conspiracy theories about like why this airplane was secretly fished out of the river in the middle of the night um, uh, and then carted off to parts unknown. Um, yeah, fuck it. So I, I, I'm willing to believe these at this point. <laughs> Yeah, are you on board? Are you going to oh, yeah, conspiracy not? theory with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board, yeah. 
I just don't I mean, think they could have gotten the guys in time to get it out of there, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's like, I, you, have, you have to come in and, like, do a conspiracy on, like, your day off, and you're like, oh, yeah, right. for fuck's oh, sake. Jesus on, Christ. <laughs> in the middle of the night, to Third time this month. <laughs> dropping nukes in the ripper. <laughs> I shouldn't have to say this. Read your training materials. <laughs> On the other hand, I bet those conspiracy guys are getting a lot of overtime. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah. better be getting double. The I mean, it's the same with like all, the, all the controlled demolition guys to work nine eleven. You know, like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like as far as like personnel and stuff, but I do feel like um if they had done that even if it had been the middle of the night like this is the this is really close to downtown pittsburgh i mean not it's in a like it's in a very highly populated area um so like i feel like there would have been a lot of eyewitnesses which brings us actually to my last guy there there's there's many guys that we could go into but i i picked some of my my the best ones um because this has been a perennial interest of middle-aged dudes who hang out at Pamela's, you know, for decades. So there's a lot of them to go into. But, um, yeah, this this guy, Robert Johns, um, he spent a ton of time collecting, like, eyewitness reports and all this and information about the B-25 and, like, what happened to it. And he claimed um, to have basically just, like, you know, files upon files of these, like, eyewitness reports saying that, like, yes, like, you know, the men in black came and and hauled stuff out of the river and, um, you know, it was never seen again. And um, so in 1994, his wife um, comes forward. She holds a press conference and she says, uh, or she says the files include at least one detailed eyewitness account of workmen pulling the plane to the surface and cutting it into handily transportable quote plane bits. Love that. That were hauled <laughs> scientific <laughs> term. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That were hauled down river on a barge. Um, okay, so in this version of the story, it was a barge, not trucks. All right. So um, Robert Johns died December thirty first, nineteen ninety one, and then we have this quote from his wife. Quote. They said he had emphysema, but that's not what it was. He was under a oh, lot of stress. They, they got him with oh. the Hugo Chavez cancer gun. Yeah. Yes. The deep state gave it gave an old dude in uh, in Pittsburgh like emphysema, <laughs> a thing which was totally wow. unheard of. You know, like no nobody got that. It's in incredibly the unlikely. Breathing in all the mines, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To this day, like Pittsburgh does have like pretty terrible air quality, but there's no way this guy just had emphysema. That that can't be it. Um, no, it was the deep no. state. It was the deep state. It was. Well, this she goes on. She said, Karen John said her husband received many late night phone calls from people who claimed they witnessed the government spiriting the plane away, and occasionally speculated that he might fall victim to an official silencing. Um, quote. Someone stole our garbage for years. We didn't have to have a trash collection, she uh, yeah. said. <laughs> These guys showed up in a truck. They hauled our garbage away. <laughs> I don't know where it went. They took our they took our neighbors too. They might be in on it. <laughs> to the dupe? The dump? 
very very <laughs> sinister very sinister it goes into the back of a truck and it makes these sort of like mechanical noises and i don't it's know what happens there. What, what are they doing in there <laughs> what's he building in there <laughs> um and so yeah and so she says basically he believed the air force was carrying nerve gas or some frighteningly destructive device and that they didn't want to cause panic um sure and so uh, Robert Johns, this researcher, his, his friend Robert Cole, did publish his research. Uh, if you want to read more of it, it's called The Incident That Could Have Killed Pittsburgh. Um... <laughs> you, you know what? I've solved it. I, I, I've solved it. I know exactly what happened to this plane, though. Okay. Underwater sinkhole. Mm, it was mistaken for a bus, and it just, it, it just got sucked into an underwater sinkhole, where it remains to this day. Yes. Containing its like alien cargo. Well, have you guys done the Minneapolis sinkhole in the in the speaking of in the Mississippi? No. Do no. you guys know about this? So, the, in like I want to say like the 19th century, like mid 19th century, that this happened. So, because the Mississippi, the floor bed there, I want to say is limestone, so it's pretty you know unstable in a way. Um, yeah, a sinkhole opened up and. Basically, like everything was just sucked into it and nobody knew where it went. And they basically closed it up by just like throwing stuff into it for a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's, I, I think it's more common with limestone floor beds, river beds than, than silts, but it's theoretically possible in a way. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, that, yeah. That Sink might hole. be a sinkhole. That's my answer. Sinkhole. It's a very Pittsburgh answer, yeah. Um, I, see, I see also that you have other theories on the bottom here, and one of them is Las Vegas showgirls <laughs> for US politicians. Yeah, that was one of the theories. Um, I can't remember who floated it. Um, but yeah, that it was... I really like that one, that you can't make your showgirls fly commercial, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's like an... Well, yeah, situation. I mean, that's why they had... Uh, uh, that later later inspired uh, executive jet aviation, uh, you know, which <laughs> yeah. took down Penn Central. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and I just want to read this as kind of a button on this. Um, there is there was a, a letter to the editor written to the Post Gazette after some of in the nineties when another round of like the conspiracy speculations had happened. This tugboat captain named Captain Jack Ross. Um, is so annoyed by all of this speculation that he writes a letter to the editor in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, February 20th, 1994. And he says this, he says, quote, river people are the biggest gossips in the world. They constantly talk about what happens on the boats, who did what to whom, and they endlessly dissect every event from all possible angles. Co-boating is monotonous and there isn't much else to do. <laughs> Brutal. So, <laughs> just one dude who's like, "I hate you, fuckers. I hate my job. All of you are full of shit. Eat shit. Stop talking about the fucking plane." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I solid. Yeah, I appreciate you, Captain Jack Ross, and your no just, not, just nonsense. Just this dude who's like, he's he's like at work and like for the nth time you're that day, dude's ass, like, "You're dumb assholes." <laughs> I, I think that President Eisenhower was trying to fuck an alien in secret, and he's just like, oh my god. That's it, I'm writing a strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah. 
He says, the saga of the missing B-25 is certainly entertaining and always good for a few news stories on the anniversary, <coughs> but don't expect us to take it seriously. <laughs> what did, what so, did we learn from this other than that guy's right and this was nothing? Um, make sure to check the plane for leaks. Yeah. yeah. Secure cargo. I think, I think maybe someone fucked up with the refueling given the sort of like penciled in and redacted bits. Well, sure. since all of the fuel tanks leaked simultaneously, maybe it was something with when they replaced the landing gear and they cut we a fuel line at like, like the lowest. In the... Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 It's like the lowest point in the system. That's the only thing that would make sense. Uh, yeah. That is a weird way for the fuel to leak out. Yeah, I I do wonder like if when they landed in Michigan, if they had miscalculated, um, and they actually needed to refuel, and what, you know what I mean. What, what we need you, the listener, to do is to do my least favorite part of JFK conspiracy discourse, which is to find out how everyone involved died, and then go, <laughs> man, all these people died mysteriously. Yeah, yes. yeah. I want to know if the like dudes on that plane like died mysteriously. That's that's some, like our task for you. Also, if you live in Pittsburgh, you owe the Air Force nine dollars. Uh, <laughs> yes, just one of one you, of you collectively though. Yeah, one of you go to the nearest Air Force base with like nine dollars in change and like hand it to the <laughs> gate guard and be like, "That's for the B twenty five bomber." <laughs> I mean, I will say, like on a personal note, like I first heard this story in high school, like from some guy, and it was fully the like military you know, whatever. Mm. Um, and then I decided to do a presentation on it in, like, my history class or something, probably. So I've just always been like this, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for guiding us through it. If the people want more men, if they want more of your work, where can they find you? Yeah, um, I am on Twitter at Min the Rose, M-I-N the Rose. Um, and I also have a website where you can read my uh, essays and poetry and um you know whatever uh articles i write regularly i do a weekly column for dictionary.com about language and word trends um and so you can find all of that at minlerose.com oh yeah thanks so much awesome. for coming on and thank you for paying us two dollars for the bonus, the next bonus is going to be on fashion. We're finally going to get it done. Um, you could get two B-25s for that money. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and owe the Air Force $18. Yes. <laughs> uh, Fucking right. Bayern Munich. Bye, everyone. Yes. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Okay, bye.